Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 5 of the Blair Witch Project. In 1994, three students decided to go out into Maryland's woods to cover the mystery behind the Blair Witch incidents. However, they lose their map and things take an unexpected turn. This is the found footage. I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. I am so, so sorry because it is my fault because it was my project. missing Montgomery College students continues in Frederick County tonight. Ten days and thousands of man hours have been unable to produce any clues. We have a few leads. Um, and here we are again. Hi, Steve. You there, mate? I'm here. Hello. Oh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Right, we're going to talk about the Blair Witch Project, an all-time favourite of ours. Mm. So. <laughs> well, some of us <laughs> <laughs> so this is a movie directed by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. I've watched Lovely Molly and Exists by him. Good films. So, Paul, what is the Blair Witch legend? What is the Blair Witch legend? Yes. Well, if I knew you were going to pose that question, I would have read up on it. Well, I've got it there. Big, big writing. Paul, what is the Blair Witch legend? I'm sure you would have... Uh, and some vision on it, right? Well, I'll be honest. Yeah. I didn't look that hard into it because I hated this film. That's fair <laughs> enough. Now, <laughs> Steve, do you mm. know anything about the Blair Witch legend? I know there's a witch. It's in the title. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she was a witch. And... Um... There were various sightings of her, and, and children in particular seemed to go missing. Yes. From that town, the name of which I can't remember, and it became a bit of a, you know, a legend. If you know, even parents would tell their kids if they went into the woods, the Blair Witch would take them, and it was a bit of a thing that, yeah, children in particular kept going missing, yeah. and it was all, all to do with the Blair Witch. I can't remember many more specifics than that, but it was that was the Black. gist of it. I think it was the Black Hills in Burkittsville. That's right, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. That's fine. That's all we need to know. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to go through my little list of facts here. So, this was the first kind of mainstream found footage success story. With Mm. a budget budget of $60,000 and actually grossed $250 million, so... I, I, you know, yeah. I, can see, I can see why one of the directors haven't done much since um, there was no actual real script there was an outline to this film but most of it was improvised I think, as they went along uh-huh. most of the script they wrote on toilet paper I think is one fact that, that I've fact seen that, yeah well, well, lucky it wasn't now because that would have been very expensive yeah, that, that, that budget would have been a lot higher. It would have been 60000 You do that on toilet paper alone. Yes. So you had the actors were Heather Donahue, Michael C. Williams, and Joshua Leonard. 
Uh, he had the longer hair, and he's been in quite a few films. One of them, Hatchet. I'm sure some of you out there have watched Hatchet. Um, and they, you know, obviously, it was their real names in the movie. Yeah. So the, the movie itself, most people thought it was real um, because they had a website set up. There was missing posters out there. The website is actually still live now. You can go and look at it, and it's got all the clips. All the links still work. Um, and that's from 1999, so you can imagine what it looks like. They just wanted people to believe it was real, and like even when I went to the cinema in 1999 or 2000 to see it, you know, I was under the impression it was real. You know, that these people actually went missing and this footage had been found and, you know, pieced together and this movie had been made. Did you um, really think that? That it was? Yeah, I actually did think that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. At that time. I mean, I remember sitting in the cinema watching it because it's so shaky. It's so black and white bits. And, um, yeah, I actually did believe it. Mm-hmm. And that's because so, of the promotion, is it? It was all because of the promotion. It was because so, there was no internet. You couldn't, not really, not for me. I, you know, I don't think I started looking at the internet. That's really why they made the website, didn't they? Because there was no internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got a point there, but but, but it was more. But this was American. Remember, we're about twenty-five years behind them. So you can see, in the UK. Are you sure? I should it's the other way round. I'm not. I'm not so sure on that because I'd certainly didn't have internet really at home until about 2002. Oh. 2000. You know that because you helped me set it up, Steve. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't have remembered the year. It could have been 10 years earlier and it wouldn't have made no, any it was difference. 2000, I think it was about 2002 where, and that was on dial-up. Dial-up, 56K, yeah. Yes. Remember so, the days. For now me, everyone knows how old we are. It was Yeah, it was all through, for me, like bits and pieces on telly and stuff that you actually watch and hear yeah. about um so yeah it was certainly promoted as being real and at the time i thought it was real um paul you're probably too young to have known or well i, I was aware of it at the time but um i never seen it until recently um so yeah. i didn't i didn't really follow it all too much so but i, I was aware of the the, the film's release Excellent. So, shall we go from here to this new format I've come up with, right? You, you might find this really clever, guys. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were sometimes a little unstructured, so I thought I'd give it a beginning, yeah. a, mid- a middle, and, you <laughs> and do you know what else? An end. Um, yeah, an end. Oh, you can okay. quit one act, two, and act three, but I thought it gives it a little bit more structure, and we can work our way through it then, and then that's a little bit less confusion for our listeners. Well, it is. I wish I'd um, looked more into the mythology now, though. I feel like I've ruined, ruined your start for you. Well, I, I put that bit in there to ask Paul, because I knew you'd probably tell me after we'd stopped recording the podcast. So I thought <laughs> I'd just get in there and say, come on, Paul, give it to us. What is the myth? What is the myth? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for letting you down this week. But to be honest, Paul will probably put it out there on the Patreon, £50 a month, and you can listen into that later on. Yep. So we start with the beginning. 
and I'm not going to totally talk about this all the time, but we start with three friends leaving to go to the woods. So there's bits of them packing all their gear up, uh-huh. getting in a car, stopping. Yeah. Stop. They, they stop before they get the woods, and they're interviewing various people. And I, I really like this bit. It's actually probably the most entertaining part of the film for me. So... So they're talking to, talking to the locals about what their views are on the Blair Witch, whether they actually think it's real. Um, so the favourite bit of this, and you, you might like this, I don't know. I don't know. There was two guys fishing. There was, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I don't I know. Put... Was that Cletus? Let me know if it was, mate. Cause like... Well, I wouldn't know because you barely saw the guys' faces. No, you saw them, didn't you, quite clearly? Well, at, at certain times, but that ca- the camera, the, the the thing that, as you brought it up already, that scene actually stood out to me as one of the sort of failings of the shaky hand cam uh, approach so... to it. Because that yeah, yeah. is supposed to be the documentary footage on the black and white. The, the whole thing was that Heather, as a kind of pretentious filmmaker, wanted to do all the interviews in black and white to give it some kind of, I don't know, edge. But with that idiot Josh at the helm of the thing, you could have might as well have given it to an orangutan. It was like all over the place. Yeah. It was so shaky. Well, that footage shouldn't have been shaky. The, the behind the scenes stuff with the hand, this all little handy cam should have been shaky. The documentary footage shouldn't have been pointing at their torso and groin the entire time. It should have been on their faces, but it wasn't. It was yes. just like the heads were chopped off for most of the interview. It's like, well, this guy's a retard. He can't even point the camera at their faces. What's wrong with him? Yeah, I think they were all retards, really. Was it before that that they interv- interviewed the creepy woman as well? With the, with the child? or uh, no, the, no, the Mary Brown at her little yeah, static I, caravan. That was less shaky, but still pretty poor. <laughs> but um, I, think that was, no, I think that was they afterwards. Did, they had tripods in those days, didn't they? they must well, they should have done. I think so. The guy that was filming it, Joshua, they gave them all a crash course on the cameras. It, well, they it didn't had work. like a three-day crash course, Josh- and that's why the footage of her bit was also like really out of focus. Joshua is the one with the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he I wondered remember. if she was the Blair Witch because all her sticks on her gate were tied together, weren't they? Yeah, true. That's interesting. And I she did look that. a little bit like a witch. She had that. Yeah. Sort of no- she had that sort of nose. <laughs> so, so they interview these people and there's there's a lady with her child who's not he, I don't think the child was too uh, pleased to be being interviewed so on on day two they hit the trail so they parked the car up if I can remember rightly in the middle of nowhere and uh, pack up get all their tents and gears like that and then off they go uh-huh. so, actually this just reminds me of just something I wrote one of the women talks about um, an old woman whose feet didn't touch the ground do you remember that that bit so that's mm, yeah yeah so that's the bit about one of them spoke about that is she actually saw it uh-huh. I don't know if that's true or not, I don't know. Um, 
there, there was a couple of other bits from the beginning. Um, I, I did like the comment from Heather about Mike's sporadic hair on his chest. I thought that was that was good. I thought that was the best bit of the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they filmed so his chest that, hair. Thought, yeah, so I thought that was, it was quite stable. That was good filming. Yeah, yeah wasn't, okay. Wasn't, wasn't too shaky. So they're going off on their walk. Um, I'm nearly at the end of Act One now, the beginning. They go off on their walk. They set up. They set up the, <laughs> we are this is actually minutes. as boring as the fucking film was. Yeah, so, no, but you guys are not saying much. Oh, I need a little bit more input from you. So like, they, they spend the night there, and in the fucking morning, there's seven piles of rocks. Hey, whoa! Hang on. No, you've got the film all fucking wrong again. <laughs> when they minute. get out the tent, what? <laughs> in the morning? In no. the morning? <laughs> <laughs> when you structured this, were you on crack? <laughs> roll it back a bit to act one, okay? No, no, so, no, 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 no. That, that's look. the first night when they wake up. Am I right? No. Yeah, but the seven rocks was a different time. This is early. Oh, I haven't that, mate. How many piles of rocks do you think there are then in the first In total, time? there's yeah. ten no, piles the, of rocks the, in the whole movie. No, on the first night. Uh, that's the 24-minute mark of the movie. I thought they found those during I the know, day. I know, because I wrote it down. Did they find those during the day when they were wandering around? Well, they, they found they the found rocks them. during the day, but... I... Oh, there were seven piles... Yeah, and in then the, morning. the next morning there was three outside may, the tent. I may be wrong, listeners. Please let me know. Yeah, I don't but, know. I, to be honest, I can't remember if they camped before seeing the seven rocks or not. It, it seven, I, I counted them. There were definitely seven piles of rocks, but I can't remember if they camped before this or after this. Except the 24-minute mark. Well, hang on, hang on. They found the rocks in the daytime, the piles of rocks that looked a little bit like some kind of primitive burial ground. Yeah. Then they went back out and filmed it in the night again with the other camera. They did. Possibly the same one. Then they camped. And I think after that, they found three piles of rocks outside the tent. Three piles? Yeah, well, I, I one for each of the... I may have got that wrong then. Yeah. Well, I think that's how I kind of remember it. But um, I wasn't at all convinced that was the first night that they camped. I thought there was a night before that, but... Hmm. Maybe, but, you know, I'm, I might be looking at my phone or or something, so my apologies if I've got it wrong. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure uh, someone will let me know. Uh, yeah. That's where I am with the Act 1, so please bring Summit about Act 1. Anyone? Fine. Well, what... Before it gets into... I mean, you could say that this film is... Uh, kind of a slow burn because the beginning part of it is all about getting to know the characters and this kind of fairly naturalistic way where they're just filming each other on a handy cam and testing out the cameras and i think two i mean heather doesn't know mike does she that's josh's friend and there's yeah, the sure, sort of, sure I know it. yeah yeah right. so there's a bit of bonding that goes on and i have to say that you know because of the unscripted nature of it it comes across quite quite naturally even at that point and then yeah they, they do interview a few people and try out the other camera and i think that's what that's what sucks you into the whole thing if you can if you can stick with it 
and kind of get lost in it, that's what where you build up a relationship with the three characters. It sort of sucks you into this idea that it is real because it's shot in a way that, you know, clearly isn't cinematic. And so you stop thinking of it as a, as a film in, in the same way. So that whole build-up to finding the rocks, for example, you're a bit more engaged in what's going on. And, that, that you know, even the early journey into the woods, they have a few arguments about, you know, how brilliant our idea was this with these heavy backpacks and stuff like that. I think it very naturally lays out who's who and what their interest level is in this whole thing. And it's clearly Heather that's the one that is on a mission. And the other two are just there for the ride, there for the ride, helping out, hoping it's not too boring (laughs) and they don't get lost. So Josh Um, is not trying to phone her then? I didn't ever get that impression particularly. No, that was going to be originally in the script, but they took it out because they thought it was too cliched. Ah, yeah. Oh, good on. Wow. Yeah, there you go. I, I thought it, I thought that was what was going on. Mhm. And anything, Paul? Well, I'm just fuming about it, to be honest. Well, you're the fuming about Be fuming now. Not the whole thing. We're only talking about that one now. Come on, Paul. Follow the structure, mate. Well, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Well, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about Act One. Not. <laughs> Not an awful lot happened. They interviewed some townspeople, saw seven rocks, looked at some chest hair. That was good, that bit, yeah. And then set up camp for the night. Looked at seven rocks again. Yeah, that's all right. Well, we'll move on to the middle then. Mm. Act two. So, they start hearing... You know, bits in the night, don't they? Yeah. So disturbances, yes. Something. That's a good word, Steve. Disturbances. Some disturbances in the scenery. Yeah, it's very creepy. Yeah. Was there cackling? Did I hear any cackling, or did I? I think there's a bit of cackling. Yeah. Twigs breaking, wasn't there? Twigs. There were a lot of twigs breaking. A bit like the hedgehog incident the other night. Yeah. 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 There's a bit of that. Um. You know, it could have been, yeah, other people messing with their heads, couldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Locals, you reckon? Yeah. Like, like local know? hillbillies, like Cletus and his family. Exactly. That they could all be there, running um, around I, in the woods, I, just back from dogging. A bit like when I moved to Norfolk, you know. <laughs> that happened a lot, did it? Did you go dogging a lot? There's the Haddenhams and Lugos, whatever the fuck they're called. All, all that. Yeah, so yeah, when you move when you go somewhere new sometimes people don't really want you there. So they do everything they can to make sure you uh, disappear and go away. Mm. So you know that's it, it took a while, I, but it worked eventually. Yeah, it took six <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking as I'll go along. Um and I've got at the half hour mark, Mike starts getting really angry. So I don't know if there's something wrong with him when he was on the come down or something. You know, maybe he hadn't had enough crack. But like, he, uh, he seems to be losing so the So you think he'd Mike. been taking crack and he'd come down off that? And he's now kind of woke up to realisation that... <laughs> in a fucking wood. 
they're in the woods and there's weird shit going on. But he's, um, he does seem to be getting angry a lot. You know what I mean? And even to the, you know, where I actually think he might stick one on ever. Do you know what I mean? He's just getting angry all the time and quite physical in some ways, pushing the camera away and that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely had enough. Yeah. And then I get to the middle where there's a there's three piles of rocks one morning. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're a bit, you know, I've watched it and that's that's where I am. Um, <laughs> so there's a bit, they're walking through the woods, right? And then they, you know, they're kind of starting to lose the plot a bit and there's a lot of hysteria, you know, they're laughing a lot, just being stupid. Yeah, did you, can you remember that bit? No? Well, no, and Mike, I can't. And, and Mike then gets rid of the map. There's a lot of this, like, because they've been walking a long time and I don't know if they, they're, they're, they're lost. I don't know if they actually think they are lost at that point. They are lost, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, you know what I mean by hysteria, where people just start being stupid because, like... A lot of singing. Singing, a lot of shouting. A lot but it, it's got to the point, well, I think what you mean is they've got to the point where they're so pissed off with it that it starts to become funny. And so they're actually laughing at the situation because it's so dire that they've been walking around, haven't got where they're exactly. supposed to be. And they walked for a whole day at one point. I see, I'm a bit lost as to where we are, but... They worked south for a whole day and ended up back at exactly the same place. Which is mad. How does that work? Well, that's the mystery part, isn't it? That's never really explained. But it seems as though the Blair Witch had something to do with that. Yeah. So, Mike gets rid of the map. So, there's a lot of accusations when the map gets lost and he's saying he hadn't lost it or taken it. um, Yeah. As, as, as a viewer, you don't know that at the point. It looks like Heather's lost it. Yes. And everyone's, and she's really guilty about it in her own mind because she's not sure what happened. And it's, it's some while later that Mike kind of finally says, I kicked that fucking map into the river and just, it was useless and just lets it all out in another moment of hysteria. And she goes fucking nuts. Yeah, she does go. She goes a bit too nuts, really. Yeah, she is Cause, furious. Cause you, I don't know. If you're out in the woods and you, yeah, and someone lost, lost the map, I'd be furious. You'd be furious, but there are. You can go all bear grills and you can eat and you can do stuff. As long Who as you can? can. Well, I could. Could you? Yes. <laughs> without your mobile phone to get Google Maps up, you'd survive without the map, would you? Well, yeah, I think so. Uh, if I had a knife with me, if I, if I had a knife, if um, you had a knife, a net, what would you... a fishing rod, um, <laughs> he, could have followed, he could have followed the North Star, couldn't he? At night, <laughs> followed the North Star, <laughs> or he could, could have looked, he could have looked for moss on trees that grows on the north side of trees. Yeah, I could have made a compass from leaves <laughs> to needles. Yeah, <laughs> so, you could have made okay. Don't argue with Steve. So, so Kev could have made a compass. Oh, I, I, I'm sure I'd have been a little bit more calm than what they were. Really. Well, if you've been out, out in the woods lugging rucksacks and back, huge backpacks around for two or three days, the only thing you had to go on was the map 
and someone's kicked it in the river, how disastrously it might have gone so far, you'd be fine with that without any other, anything else. I to wouldn't be to. losing the plot. I'd be, you know what I mean? You've got yeah, you would. It's, it's, no, it's no good. I wouldn't. It's no, there's you no point. So you're losing it now. <laughs> <sighs> but you, you need to stay calm. You need to get your way through. After a week, maybe. But like, not a, what if there was a witch after you as well? Well, yeah. Just what, what are you worried about? Um, what are you what? worried about? You got some old woman that's going to attack you. What are you worried about? You think you could, you'd just face a head on, would you? Yeah. But you I don't think, know. I think you, you. I think you have to. Well, what, you're either. The... If you don't, how would, you, how would you find your car? How would I find it? Yeah. Google Maps. They didn't have Google Maps. Oh, well. I, I don't know how I'll find my, I, I You just want to find civilization, wouldn't you? You want to find something, no matter where you are. Yeah. But, but losing the plot and screaming and shouting and, you know, taking out on each other is not helping anyone. No, and, and they got over that eventually. When, when things got more and more serious, it started to be about no more blame. Staying alive, yeah. Yeah, this. This stay alive, let's get through this, we're going to walk east then, or whatever. I never saw anything that was like, all, it was a lot of shouting and screaming and, and and hearing noises from outside, but there was no threat of violence, was there? No. So so why were you, why were they so scared of, of what? Because, because of the legend they'd heard before. But say we don't even know what that is anyway, so... Well, I think they were more of the mind that if somebody's following us around, even if it's just like some locals trying to scare them, if they're bothering to do that in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, then they don't want to mess with that either. They want to get out of there and go home, basically. Yeah. But they I mean, did run out. They did run out of there. But like, I don't know. I. <laughs> I struggle. I, I just struggle that what they thought was going to happen to them from a, from a, a witch. No, she well, could put a hex on you for a start. She could, yeah, she could put a hex on you. But like, what if she disemboweled you? That had been inconvenient. Well, three people against one witch, and there was never. What she been any, working there out? Was, there was the never. Coffee. Yeah, maybe, but there was never any threat of violence. There was just noises. Yeah, we, but we, that's how it starts off, isn't it? Okay, you start so off with the noises, go, don't you? So let's go to that night. I don't know what, what night it was, three or four. I don't know. And they're that's in there. The, and they, in, that's the infestation phase, isn't so, it? We know that yeah. from the conjuring. Yeah, so they, they start hearing like children's noises, baby yeah. noises or whatever it was. Like, There's a child laughing at one point, yeah. And it's quite... That's a bit spooky, and that. Why are you going to be screaming about some kids outside your tent? Well, I'm, I'm putting a bit of an angle on this, but like, I'm just trying to un- understand the absolute how scared they were and everything else. It wasn't like there was loads of blokes out there shouting and screaming, you know. Or mm. there was just some kids crying or making noises and talking and whatever, they were, and then they they. Is that that point where they jump out? It is around that point where they freak out and run out of the tent with the really shaky camera work and 
Heather. Yeah. Yeah, Heather kind of screams out at one point, what the fuck is that? And I think that's really cool, actually. I think that whole whole bit is pretty cool. Because it just sounds authentic. It sounds like... Because I, th- I think one of the techniques the, the production team and directors used was to sort of set them up for the night, not really tell them what was going on, and go out there and try and scare them. And do you, do you, you you think that's what they were doing? It was like, yeah, that was what they did. They didn't really know what was going to happen, but they would sort of creep up and make, you know, I don't know what kind of props they used, but they would set Rocks. the scene up outside the tent to try and basically scare them as much as possible to death. And so when they ran out there screaming, what they ran into, they didn't know what was coming. And I think that's why the shrieks of <laughs> terror that sounded so real, really. And I think they did. I think it worked. So you never really know what Heather saw. You never really know, knew at any point what was out I there. I don't think they saw anything. Who? Well, may, maybe not. Any of them. <laughs> maybe not. I, they, I just think they heard some sounds. I just think it's a big overreaction, most of this. So they, heard some, they heard some sounds. And they run out. Well, it wouldn't have been much of a film if they came and scared and he walked out of the tent and goes, oh, it's you fucking idiots. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. It's, 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 it's just those three people's reactions to all this. Like, yeah. Me. Especially the, the, two lads. Two, two, two lads. That bothers yeah. Well, you don't know what they were seeing, do you? Well, did they sleep in the same tent? Because you've got yes. a girl on her own. They were all in the same tent, were they? I thought, yeah. <laughs> Is this the bit where you say there wasn't enough sex or nudity for you? No, there was a bit where she was uh, she had to put her jeans on, so I don't know what she was doing. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. So, so let's move on. Let's move on to like our. Uh, what was that? I accidentally. Press play on YouTube by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's so bored, he's now watching YouTube clips. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck this, I'm going to see what's on YouTube. Oh. Well, it was actually a, tes- a documentary about Tesla. And... Oh, very interesting. Yeah. So that was more interesting than talking about Heather, Michael and Josh. Well, yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to Act 3. Right. The end the end so where does that pick up the last night well mike's losing it yeah so i, I don't know the last night or so so mike's losing it a lot he's getting very angry and josh goes missing yeah well mike's pretty calm by that point he's sort of become a bit more supportive and like i'm gonna have to man up and get through this stop being such a wuss yeah he was losing the plot a lot but he's, he's got over it by that point, and Josh has gone missing, as you say. And then there's a scene with Heather, which is quite a famous scene, where she's filming herself and she's telling, you know, it's all her fault because she. Oh, the snotty, the snotty nose bit. The yeah. snotty nose bit, the 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 bit that's on the. <clears throat> is that the bit on the cover? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah so she's apologising. To the parents of Josh and Mike, yeah, saying it was her, all her fault. So yeah, she's scared out of her mind. 
There's some children and made some sounds outside her tent. Well, and and one of her mates has gone missing. Yeah, but you hear it. And the, and the local craft work group had done the craft work in the woods as well, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you hear her mate screaming out in agony all night, and then his teeth turn up the next morning. Teeth. Which ha- that happened before the the snotty nose bit, I think that was. Yeah, she found his teeth and hair wrapped up in some sticks, didn't she? Yes. Yeah, with a bit of his shirt tying it together. Yeah, she does lose it over that, doesn't she? Well, yeah. What a drama queen. Well, fucking bitch. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ. It what might is she have been on? Some banter from the locals. You don't know, do you? So this is where I am now. <laughs> I'm now. I'm now at a point where. This Would it have been better if her head exploded? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I'm with Kev on this one. If all their fucking heads have exploded about yeah. ten minutes in, it would have been a hell of a lot better. All I've, all I've got here, my last comment on this film, yeah. is more screaming. That's all I wrote down. So I've got more screaming. So they, they, can I move it to where they find the house? Yeah? Yes. Let's move it to where they find the house. So, they find this old... They find the house. Abandoned house. And they go in there. There's lots of screaming. Obviously getting chased by something. Mm, yeah. Yeah, am I wrong? Go on, well, Steve. It wasn't so much screaming. It wasn't gonna... so much screaming. It was... Um, Yelping. They could, Well, no. They could, they could hear Josh scream screaming out for help but not like screaming in agony like the night before he was going hello i'm here help come here you know and, and yeah. that sort of stuff in the old house that was all sort of run down and falling down yes yeah and at one point they thought they heard him upstairs and then they thought they heard him downstairs and the sound was all mixed up because it was all very confusing yeah it was because the camera wasn't always filming where the sound was coming from because one of those two cameras didn't even have any sound. That was just the mic was carrying the DAT, which was the recording of the sound for the the black and white camera. So it was all a bit disorientating because the sound didn't marry up with the the imagery at times, and that actually made I think it had quite a cool effect actually. But were there any? uh, Because I didn't really notice, but were any wardrobes or chairs? In this house, no, nah, it? it was void of That's all lame. wardrobes and chairs, which now makes complete sense. This is why this film's going to get a terrible rating. It's like it would have been fine if, when they got to the house, there was a massive stack of chairs, and would be fine, wouldn't they? And a witch on the wardrobe. Yeah, the witch in the wardrobe. Actually, there's uh, a film. Yeah, the lion. Oh, we need a lion. The lion, the witch in the wardrobe, and wow. some chairs. There you go. If they stuck a line in there, it would have been perfect. So there's, <laughs> there's that scene at the end, like, uh, where... It, who's banging her head against the wall? No, that's the other film. No, one of them... One, no, he's not banging his head against the wall. He stood there facing the wall. Yeah. Who was it? Mike. So Josh is gone... Dead. Never see you. Never actually see him again. But Mike's facing the wall when Heather comes down the stairs. She goes. And part of the legend was that he, the, the, the Blair yeah. Witch, would have them in maybe pairs, or if there was more than one, 
one of them would face the wall because she didn't want their eyes on her, and she'd kill one of them and then kill the other one afterwards. Yeah. So the, the eyes weren't looking at her when she... Well, that was the local man that did that, wasn't it? Y- yeah. He was told to by the Blair Witch. Oh. Yeah, right. Well, that was what? the Blair Witch Project. Mm. So, that might <laughs> <laughs> that that is pretty much it folks for the film isn't it really that that last scene um ends you know she gets a hit or something like that and yeah, yeah and the yeah. camera falls to the floor you don't see much else and it pretty much ends you assume they all perished yeah yeah you you'd think they would um i'm, I'm not sure about like that or not Oh, he definitely bought the farm. Do you think so? Because the camera would have still been rolling, wouldn't it? Or he didn't see yeah. anything else. But I guess they just cut it there because you wouldn't have been. He was out of shot, so you wouldn't have seen what happened. They could have added some sound effects in for the final bludgeon. Yeah. But I That'd think they've nice left... touch. Yeah. Like, well, would it? I mean, it's like many things in that film. There's many, many blanks there to be filled with your own imagination and depending on the extent of that makes it better or worse than if they'd put extra bits in yeah. no, I still think it was the fisherman it could what have been then <laughs> the, the fisherman did the murder so really both it. those fishermen were good they, they were really good standout actors so you think they were the ones scaring them in the night as well yes they were probably just lost and pissed off they couldn't find the car like lost their own bloody map thought they were they were really good but that was the Blair Witch Project um there's not a lot else we can say unless anyone's got any any other thoughts on it before we uh give it bonus um I don't think so (laughs) now I I haven't got enough phone battery left to talk about it let's rate it rate it let's rate it what, what are you on what are you on uh, well, let me see. Whoa, 45%. Oh, you got loads there, Steve. Another hour. Our listeners will love that. So, yeah, another hour of me ranting on about Blair Witch. <laughs> so, at the time when I watched this, and I'm going with my rating now, I really would have gave it an 8 at the time. I don't think it's aged well. And I think the reason... I say aged well, I think it's... Because now I know it was all fake, and Heather just annoys me with her constant whine, screaming and whining, and and the lads not actually taking control of the situation. Because I think she was the one controlling things, really. So because of that, I'll probably give it a five now. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Because because I've rewatched didn't... it, and it's just, yeah, it's just my. From from being yeah no, from from being twenty three or twenty four when I watched the film to being seventy eight like I am now, um, I've, I've just got a different view on it. And, and I'll tell you, well, the, I, I, I would say that at twenty three, you must have been the only person in the cinema that didn't know it was faker. Maybe, maybe I was. No, no, apparently there were loads of people who thought it was all real. Yeah, there were lots and lots of people thought it was all real. Hence why. A $60,000 movie turned over a quarter of a billion. Is that right? 
Yes. Indeed, yeah. So my son watched it with me as well. Now, he's uh, 11 coming on 12. He thought it was terrible. Um, he just, the new generation don't like it, do they? He, he didn't get it. He said, certainly in the end, he was like, whatever he missed parts of it as well. He just said, to me, it was a lot of people wandering around in the woods screaming. And that was that was his review of it. But I'd give it a five now. I've watched it twice in the last month. Why? Because I watched it about four weeks ago because it came up on uh, Star Plays. I thought, well, I'll give that a go because I haven't seen it for a while. And then, obviously, you wanted to review it, so I watched it again. And then you watched it again? Yeah. Because, Despite obviously, I wanted, I wanted how to boring watch it. Was. Yeah. I wanted to... Because that's, that's what I do for this podcast. I'll put myself out there, don't I? <laughs> Dedication, I'll, I'll, isn't it? Dedication. Yeah, I'm, that's what you need. So, you know, so I've, I've watched it twice. And I've still some bits I've missed out of it, like the teeth bit. Um, I'll probably have to watch it again now, just to be sure. So for me, I'll give it a five. 20 years ago, wherever it was. Probably longer than that, wasn't it? How, how many years? It's 1999. Oh. Anyway. It's around that. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd give it five now. But at the time, eight. So, Paul, your thoughts? Um, I'm rating this movie erectile dysfunction is what I'm going to give it. <laughs> what, like a semi? Or... No, that's a, that's a zero. Erectile or dysfunction prem- premature. Premature. Yeah, it's, I'll give this premature ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give it a zero, mate. I can do what I want. This is better than ravenous. ravenous. This is better than ravenous. Well, this is part, it's part of the reason I'm furious about it. Your critique of people running around in the woods. Blair Witch. <laughs> no, nothing that was supposed to be shot was shot. The Blair Witch. Nothing happened. Blair Witch. You should fucking love Ravenous. <laughs> Actually, you're right. Ravenous is better. It's the same fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no chairs, it's not the it? same film. It's not the same film. It is. No. <clears throat> the actors no... were rubbish. That's why Heather's... And what has Heather done after this? Exactly. Nothing. Yeah, but... <laughs> Josh has been in a few films. <laughs> Josh has been in a few films that only you've heard of because you googled them earlier. Uh-oh, and what has Mike I've done? Actually... Mike's been masturbating in his basement for the last twenty years. Stood against the wall. He's yeah. still there. He's still in that fucking basement because <laughs> the directors didn't give him any more instructions. <laughs> he just fucking stood there going, "What's going on?" <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, so so you don't you can't give it a zero. I can't. Give no, it no, a no, zero. You have to give it. We have to give it a one, mate. Sorry. Half then. Tell me. Just a little dribble of jizz on the carpet. Half oh, a star. That's harsh, mate, for a film that turned over a quarter of a billion. Well, yeah, I know people said it was groundbreaking at the time, but twenty-one years have passed. The young people now don't like it. If you look at the reviews by the young people, they've reviewed it everything from shit to fucking shit. Yeah, but they don't mean anything. They're the future, aren't they? They're the future. Yeah, but they're fucking retards. Yeah, they are, mate, honestly. Well, I'm down with the kids. I'm one of the retards. So, well, put that that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) That we can all agree on. (laughs) Well, let's move on to Stephen's rating. Well, hmm. I'm going to say that even watching it for the first time in five years in modern times, 
I still thought it held up pretty well. And it doesn't make you jump. It isn't, it's not full of gore. You know, it's up to your own imagination, a lot of what's going on. And I quite like that because I have a warped and vivid imagination, I suppose. So I, I thought it was fun to watch. I'm going to give it nine. Brilliant. No, I can't do that. Eight. <laughs> so, well, I mean, if you give it eight or nine and you take my zero into account, it's got five again. So That's we're sticking it's with our... Well, yeah. it's, it's hit the average. Hit the average. Again. Fine. But if, if you've got to use your imagination, why not stay in and imagine you've seen a better film? Well, you could, but it's a bit. La- it's a lazy approach, isn't it? I-, I could imagine probably a slightly better film in my own head, but I can, you know, be lazy. And Surely that's help, not lazy. Surely that's more effort. What? To imagine the film yourself from scratch. Well, exactly. So this is this is the lazy alternative. Yeah, you've got it me sets, there. Bollocks. It sets, <laughs> it, it, exactly. It sets the imagination going with some kind of premise and. You fill in the gaps, but you're you're guided, so you don't have to create the whole scenario. So it's the lazy way of imagining whatever you want it to be. Oh yeah, you've got me on that one. All right, I'll give it a two. Hey, so we've got an eight, eight, two, and a five. That'd be a five. That's boosted it. It's above <laughs> average now. No, it's, 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 it's exactly where all the other films are. No, it's, <laughs> it's higher now. It's five. Five. What? Eight, two, and five is five, isn't it? No. Average. Uh, I suppose five. it is. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Five. Is, there you go. So another five oh, rated movie. Three. Can no, you I can't. I can't. It's done now. <laughs> He's gone up to two. Yeah, but what about, answer. But what about the bit where they go? It's the same log. Doesn't that same, give it a point? That's same no. log. Now that's what I forgot the first point. Steve oh, Adam. If 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 you know Heather If Heather had found the same top log top. and then if her jeans fell down, that'd have been instantly yeah, the best film. <laughs> <laughs> that's out, mate. If she just dropped her trousers for Jean, that'd she did at one point. Eight. She had a piss. Oh. And they caught it on camera. I mean nothing graphic, but she dropped her jeans and she pissed in front of the, the two boys. There you go. Fuck it. It's the best no, one I'm ever. Not putting, I'm not putting up. <laughs> you didn't see anything. I'm kind oh, of glad yeah. under the circumstances. And, and to be honest, I, I really enjoyed this movie. In I've enjoyed talking about it. I've enjoyed reviewing it. Um, yeah, it's, it's been good. So again, 5 out of 10. I think every film's been 5 out of 10, isn't it? So we're on episode 5. Five out of five. Five out of five, yeah. So, um, so we uh, are you ready to talk about what we watched this week? <laughs> I'm ready to listen to you talk about what you watched. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> what have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? This week, I watched some interesting films because my sons wanted to watch movies with me. So, the first one we watched was The Burbs. <laughs> starring Tom Hanks <laughs> what a film that is. is is anyone you know have you seen it Paul he's gone right so he's gone <laughs> Tommy Steve have you seen it 
I have, but I don't remember much about it. Oh, it's a great film. It's a story I know it's about, Tom Hanks. And... Yeah, it's, it's a story about a little little group of families who live in the burbs. In the very, suburbs. Yeah, yes. a very close-knit you know, group of neighbours. Um, some weirdos move in near them, and it's just them kind of investigating what, what on earth they're up to with their strange activities at night, digging uh-huh. pots and... The house is really run down, and they're very odd people that live there. So it's just about them. I'm going to give too much away. What's the point? But, like, it's an old film from, well, I think it's about 1989, something like that. I was still at school when that film came out. But it holds up. It's a great film. It's got Corey Feldman in um, Tom Hanks. Can't remember the others, but my son really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed it, and I've watched it numerous occasions over the years. It's been a few years since I watched it again, but yeah, held up well. Enjoyed it. Funny, scary, stupid. What else yeah. do you want from a movie, really? Um, head explosion. Head explosion. We had Cheers. A ravenous. Was there a chairs, wardrobe? Wardrobe. I don't know what else wardrobe in it. No, there was dog shit in it. Great. So, uh, <laughs> so the second movie I watched. Hereditary. So Heri- watch that. Yeah, hereditary. Um, mm-hmm. Every family tree hides a secret. That's what this film's about. So it's it's a bit about paranormal, which is what is that? That's the Blair Witch, I reckon. What was that, Paul? What was what? I can hear some heavy breathing. I can't. I'm not heavy breathing. I've only just come back on the call, if I'm honest. Was you running? Yeah, I've just been out for a jog. <laughs> so it's a film about the paranormal, about witches, about family, and about what goes on when their grand, when their grandma dies. Um, I'm not going to give too much away, but excellent <coughs> film. Really highly recommend it. <coughs> it. Was on Prime. I don't think it is anymore. Um, the director's also his second film was Midsummer, which is on is that on Netflix or Prime? So one of them, well worth a watch, Dave. You want to watch mm-hmm. an in- interesting film, very bright, very colourful, um, all set in the daytime. Very weird, nearly three hours long. If, if you want to watch that, mid- do it, mate. Midsummer, it's called. That's mm-hmm. the second film by this director. Um, the, the third film I watched, <laughs> I watched The Conjuring 2. Uh, excellent. We watch Conjuring, and I'm probably going to do Conjuring 2 anyway, shortly. So, anyway, that, that's about the sixth time I've watched it. So, I'm not going to tell you what happens because we're going to do it in the future anyway. So, three films I've watched, and I've watched loads of Trailer Park Boys um, from Series 8 and Series 9, and I've watched the newer cartoon version. So, that was good. So, Steve, mm. what have you watched this week? Um, well, before this came up, I was trying to watch a documentary about Tesla and Tesla, Tesla, yeah, because electric is the way forward, says the greatest petrol head in the world. Um, as long as you go fast, it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, and they do go fast. Yeah, so don't really matter. Can they accelerate faster than petrol cars? Oh, yeah, definitely up to it a point. Does- doesn't matter what they're run by, whether it's chicken shit, like diesel. Nah, well, they go fast and they 
you know, it's really mad, is it? It does Why? go fast, but I mean, there's no noise and there's no gear changes. So how do you really know where you are? I, I, I think it'd be very disorient. I can't imagine really driving a Tesla very comfortably think, fast. Have they, have they thought about having maybe like engine sounds? Hang on. Like engine sounds in the car, so it makes it sound like you're actually yeah, on, but then it's on your stereo. A, yeah, it's just a computer game then. You need... You could make the noises yourself. You could. Yeah. And I don't think that would help either. But I think it would be, in all seriousness, very disorientating to drive a Tesla the way that I like to drive a car, at least to begin with, because you've got to completely recalibrate yourself to whereabouts you are you've only got visual to work out how fast you're going that's it you, you, you can't think about so what we, gear you're in you can't think about what you revs need. you're doing it's be just, in the zone. well you've got to be in a different kind of zone you've got to be more in the computer game zone where all the communication i mean you've got the g-force and sense of maybe some feedback through the steering but you you can't really judge it in the same way in my head as to how fast you're actually going and what kind of torque you're going to have under your foot when you put your foot down. I mean, it's ultimately, funny. it should be more. But with cars, depending on what gear you're in and how many revs you're doing, that affects how much torque you've got under your foot and how much power you're going to have. And so if you take all of that away, and it's just a silent rocket wow. ship, yeah. I reckon it must be quite disorientating. Well, I only got run over earlier because like, there's a DPD like van and... Uh, it just come out of nowhere, but it was obviously electric. But we didn't hear it at all. And it was, well, sh- been... and it was shifting as well. I say that's odd because I've well, heard Teslas go through the town, you know, even from inside my own car, and the noise it makes going past is pretty much exactly the same as any other car at normal no, thirty this, mile this, speed. Because it's all is... it's all tire noise. It's all tire against the road noise. That's the main thing you hear in any vehicle quiet. these days unless it's got a stupidly loud exhaust for some no, this weird was reason re- this was really quiet you know you'll, uh. probably, you'll probably get those vans in Norfolk in a few years time but like it, it was very very quiet scary oh. you know probably quite a lot of money god knows how they charge them up or how many miles they do they, they do quite a lot these days if it's got the modern tech in it it should be good for I'd say in a van. USB, I think is how they charge them, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Off your laptop. Mm, uh, that might take a while. So, is there anything else you've watched? Me? No, not really. How about, because... how about Paul? I'm afraid I haven't. I'm such a letdown on this feature, but I don't watch a lot of telly. You know, right. mainly just music, playlists that Stephen's recommended me. That's good. Okay, so we'll move on to the end of the show. Oh. Um, this this week, yeah, we we had a lot of viewers this week. I'm not viewers, but listeners. It was um, we had a new listener from India, Shnina. <laughs> I think that's how you say your name. So welcome to the show. Glad you're listening. Um, Cletus is back as well, and he wasn't upset. At all. So actually listening this week with his cousin Seabass. So, <laughs> so it's great. So that's all right. 
you know, me and Cletus, a few emails going back and forward and that, and I'm hoping to get on the show at some point. So if any of our other listeners fancy, you know, dialing in on Skype and joining the show, please give us a shout. Be interesting. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at horror bones horror pod and on facebook at the bones horror podcast um and that's it really for me this week i've enjoyed this this is good um mm. next week i'm a little bit of it i'm working again so any of you who really care about what i'm doing because i know i've done fuck all for two months but like now i'm actually working again so it's great um so paul what are we watching next week well I want to watch the movie Get Out for next week. I don't know if it's available on Prime or Netflix, but our last movie wasn't, so... I own it, so I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, Steve, you can always log into mine if you need to. Yeah, I'll I'll go to it somehow, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, it's a good film. Never heard of it. It's very good. Very good. Um, Yeah, that's a good choice, Paul. Well, I did want to do us, but I couldn't find it to rent anywhere. So, is it out yet? Uh, it is out to buy. It, find it to buy, but not to rent. But may do that another yeah, time. That's that's, that's 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 a good film. That's a good film. Okay, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week. We get out. See ya. See ya. Au revoir, dudes.